Yo, what up, bro? It's your boy Ray coming live from Hello Studios, ninth floor, downtown Dallas. We got Miss Allison in the building, along with my bro, my partner, Tight. He said, Tight, we got the 1205. What's going down, fam? Cool, man. We got here in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? Doing a little promo. I got an upcoming project, 1205. And it says on the chain, new album, July 29th. Give us show some love from my people here, you know what I mean? We'll talk about a few things. It's probably a few things we shouldn't talk about. We're going to get it done. <laughs> hey, make sure you're clicking the like button down there. Yeah, I see you watch this video. Click the like button. Subscribe. Share this. RayRaysPodcast.com. Type 205. Ray, Allison, we out. Yo, what up, what up, what up? We back again, Ray Ray's podcast. Who's in the building today? Allison Marie, baby. Allison Marie is back. You know, she riding shotgun with your boy today on this very special edition of Ray Ray's podcast, man. We got a great show planned for y'all. Uh, but real quick, you know what I'm saying? We got to give a shout out. My man, Ron in the building. Appreciate you. He filling in for Private Playing P. Thank you all of our sponsors, uh, Lit Vacations, Extreme Travel, Elite uh, Power Pro Russian, thank you for all your contributions to Ray Ray's podcast. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all going to YouTube. Check this content out. RayRaysPodcast.com. Like I said, YouTube. Like, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell your mama, tell your auntie, tell your pastor. Go make sure y'all go like Ray Ray's podcast. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know about your pastor. I got some stuff, you know. You know, we say some I nasty think stuff. I appreciate our language on here. <laughs> Why you got to say nasty shit, Ray? Oh, I'm a nasty motherfucker. It's the point of the show. Like, you know, everyone's having a bad day, a rough week. We're going we gonna to reset that, say some positive words to you. In case no one told you today, you're beautiful, you're loved, you're needed, you're alive for a reason. Hey, you're stronger than you think. You're going to get through this. Hey, we're all glad you're alive and don't give up. So, I mean, when you speak positive words to yourself, when situations get rough, man, you can get through anything. So, you know, just keep saying those words. If you need to reach out to any of us, reach out to RayRaysPodcast.com, my IG, my email. We got y'all. And hope everyone have a great day, have a great week. And, you know, let's, let's get this episode rolling, you know? All right. Yes. Got that. Got the good stuff out the way. Now let, let's get raunchy with it. <laughs> let's get raunchy with it. For those of y'all who don't know who, who our guest is today, all right. This is my partner, my drinking partner, my cigar partner. So everybody welcome Tight 1205 Ray Ray's Podcast again. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome, yeah. Welcome back you could be anywhere, but you're right here with me today. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So I know you've been working on this project for a minute. You know, due to, you know, my situation just anyway, it's, it kind of worked out for the better. Um... I thought it was done, and then it wasn't done. Um, just added one more song actually yesterday, so, um, but it was worth the wait. Cause I think I got one with this new song though. You okay. Know, uh, me and Fat Pimp. Shout out Fat Pimp. Dog, Jay Oliver, your whole project. So how long do you think this whole process took for you? Like from writing your creativity from it, you know, finally getting everything finalized. How long um, do you think for you? I would say probably about a year and a half. Yeah, I was moving slow because I got life that I did. I ain't a full-time, you know what I'm saying, rapper no more. For those of y'all who are not familiar uh, with Tight, we got a little segment on the show. It's called... Slow Down. I just want to get to know you. Slow Down. We just want to get to know you. This is where we just kind of ask you some random questions just to figure you out to figure out who you is and just, you know, see where we go from there, all right? So we're going to start off again telling people who you are, what it is that you do, and where they can find you on social media. 
it's just tight, but I use 1205, and that's the name of my album. Uh, the 1205 stands for the house number where I was born and raised. Mom still lived there. Like, all my social media, everything is just like my name. It's tight 1205. You got the album one away? Mm-hmm. What were some influences for this album? I'll say this. Like, I, I didn't have a specific influence. I just had an idea. So when I met up with Jay Oliver and we did our first song together, for the first time, I, I, was, I was working with somebody who understood, like, how to, like, actually conduct a song and just take an idea and just build it from there. And our first song, I was just kind of amazed with how the whole process, the whole song started from a conversation, and then, like, it just sparked the idea, and it just became a song. And that's kind of how, you know, been doing music for as long as I had, it was crazy that I still was learning, like, from somebody, you know, a lot younger than me. And he taught me, though, just how to turn the idea into music, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was just from a lot of different things that had went on in life. And with him, I explained to him, like, all right, I've been doing this for a while, but I knew he had the ear to make music sonically that fits today because I didn't want to sound outdated. You know what I'm saying? I wanted the, the music because it's, it's music. It starts with the beat. And I understood, I always understood a lot of cats don't understand that. They think it's about what we're saying. Is the, but, you know, um, I started doing music underground, rapping over popular beats. So I understood that's how I built my name in the first place was – if you didn't know me, but hey, that beat jam, who was that on it? And that's like, boom. And it was just marketing back then, you know, when we first started out. But I kind of took the same idea with him. I knew his beats was dope. He's produced for a lot of big artists, you know what I'm saying? So he's in the industry, like, working in the industry like that. So he know the ins and outs and what, you know what I'm saying, to kind of start with. So, like I told him, I said, man, I want you to just make me sound current. You know what I'm saying? So then we just kind of, and, and that I just took parts of my life and started making songs, you know, because it's kind of a theme. I talk about a lot of stuff I actually did or have done or want to do in this album. So, What is some of the worst advice someone has ever given you? R.I.P. Pops love my daddy. Dad, man, like, I, I knew he meant well, but again, he didn't know any better. So, you know what I'm saying? But it was when I was young, I was... Just becoming a teenager, man, getting my first girlfriend or so, man. Like, the advice he gave me that affected me <laughs> for a lot of my youth was, I don't know if it was a misunderstanding of me or he could have said it better, but it was, you too young to to love one girl. It's a lot of them in the world, so love them all. I think he should have said, don't fall in love with them all. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I just kind of, for my whole youth, I just, I, I, that was a weakness of mine was just, you know, saying no or making the right decision when it came to a female, you know, got me in a lot of trouble. So when did you realize that that advice wasn't good? Like what age do you think you were? When I had my kids. That's the only thing that slowed me down. I created two separate households, basically. I learned as I got older, it kind of cheats the other kids when the father can't be there for them. that. That really is what, that's why even why I stopped doing music, like, because doing music, like, you always got to be up. And when you're doing it full time, like I was, and on a label, and like, you always had to be places and do things. And that's kind of what got me, you know, on the wrong route of just always being on the move and then putting my career before everything else. And, so I just kind of had to, you know, the kids had to slow me down. Because one thing about music also was it came, the money comes in waves. So I couldn't support them with money, no money for three months. Then I get money for four or five months. Then no money, like, because I didn't know how to budget money either back then. I was young, you know what I'm saying? So 
that that sat me down quick because I felt like you know to be honest, um, you know I was again I was I was with like they were girlfriends like it wasn't like I was just out here randomly doing stuff but I do my best now you know I, you know I'm I'm older now so I just understand he's my kids now in high school so they need me the most right now because I told them that four years of high school is what's really go develop you for the rest of your life you know what I mean because everything you really learn is between 14 and 18 everything after that is you respond off life based off what you've learned already so so then this kind of leads us to the next question mm -hmm. that we want to ask you know you got this bad advice from your father mm -hmm. unfortunately but what's the best advice that you can give your younger self the best advice I got came from my father also don't ever take time for granted thinking that you can do tomorrow what you could have did today and you know he I never really seen my dad cry till then like my whole life never seen him cry till then right and he was like it's just so much I wish I'd have did different with you know your older siblings you know because like now I can't I'm just stuck in this bed so he was like you know never put off doing now if it's especially if it's to benefit the kids you know what I'm saying and if, if you can do it now because tomorrow might not, not might not be here so that's kind of how I move now like you know me I only move if it is necessary or makes sense yeah because I feel like the less distractions I get with living life organized because I'm my life's organized like you know like I don't do a lot you know what I'm saying but it's got to make sense for me to go do it so and that's kind of like the the best advice that I got you know what I'm saying from him he gave me the best and the worst advice but <laughs> It worked itself out, though. You know what I'm saying? Even telling me that, like, I felt like that made up for the things, you know, from when I was a kid, you know, because that did affect me. You know, most parents don't understand. Like, a kid will remember, you know, when they when they respect you as a parent, you know what I'm saying, the stuff you say. So that was it. Oh, well, that's sweet of him. Oh, yeah. You know, great advice to make up for the bad. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm sorry. Don't cry now. I know it's a really oh good touch God. of soul. You know? you I know, do that you to touch people. my soul. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I moved the crowd when I was speaking. You know? I'm sorry. I was just... Mama, I love you. We've got to get it together over here. <laughs> sorry, you so then what are some words of affirmation or inspiration that you give your children? And then some that you even live by daily. Take opportunities that are in front of you and make the best of them. You know, me and him talk about this all the time because it's kind of like that time thing. You, you, those opportunities won't always be there. So it's like when they present themselves, you have to, because they can be life defining. Like this one opportunity can change everything about your life. It's kind of like when I say you live life every day, right? And you make that one big mistake in every, like, let's say you, you 30 years old and that, that 30 years of doing everything the right way can go to waste at that one moment. And so that's what I try to explain to them all the time. But hey, like you gotta take advantage of this right now while you got it. You know what I mean? We, we, me and Ray, and pretty much all my friends. Like I have a small circle of friends. I know a lot of people, but I got a small circle of friends. Yeah. And this is the, these are the conversations we have. Like if we can't have these type of conversations, you know what I'm saying? I can't really spend a lot of time talking to you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of more or less like the stuff I lay on my kids. Like I like talking to older people also because I feel like. They got the knowledge that I haven't experienced yet. And I, I give a lot of relationship advice to people, you know what I'm saying, friendship advice to people. I mean, you know, like, I'm always the guy that I, I think I'm in the wrong profession. But, like, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> again, like, my other biggest thing is understanding that your decisions affect everyone around you that's in your life, close to you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that good decision, bad decision. You know, that's another thing I had to learn about being a father that, 
I didn't know early on as a father, like, I didn't look at it like everything I was doing affected them. Then once I really, that's really was when I started changing my life. So when I realized that, and it affected, you know, me financially, relationships, everything, like, seeing it from that aspect. Like, every move you make, decision you make, good or bad, is going to affect the people around you. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, in your moments where you don't feel, like, uplifted and, like, in that Mm go-getter mentality, what's your mantra that you go to to kind of reset yourself mentally and put yourself in a peaceful, good vibration? That's easy. I think about when I didn't have shit. You know, I think about when them days was bad. I think about all the people close to me that I lost. You know, I lost two best friends within a year and a half. Like, and they weren't 40. You know what I mean? They were young guys. You know, one got killed and one died of a sickness. You know, so that, again, goes back to, like, it could be worse. You know, it could always be worse. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really the only motivation I need sometimes because I always remember, like, he remember, it was times when they was, maybe you don't remember, when they were young when, I was going through my financial worst, trying to move from a musician to a regular job, you know, and, you know, we'd be at, say, Walmart, and they hey, Dad, hey, Dad, can I get that? You know, it's a toy, and it's like $10, 15 bucks, and I'm like, yeah, put it in a basket, and it's like, and I know a kid got a short attention span, so we turn the corner, and I put it back, you know, and they don't even <laughs> remember when we leave, and, you know, I remember that. That used to hurt to not be able to, you know, 15, mm-hmm. 20 bucks on your kid to make them smile, you know, so... It be those moments that I always remember, and that's what gets me up. Because sometimes, yeah, you feel like not getting off the damn couch. Like, it could be the shittiest day ever, you know. And man, you know, you know, I don't know if this is just a black thing, but I know a lot of we talk about this. Like, when shit goes bad in, in, in the black household, you just want to lay down. Yeah. Like, the, like it's going to go away. You just want to go. I mean, I'm just going to lay down. What you doing today, man? I'm going to just lay here, bro, for a little bit and think. <laughs> But that's like the worst thing you can ever do, man. And you you can't just lay there and give up. You got to keep it pushing, like no matter what. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like working out when you don't feel like working out. But you know, man, I got to get in there. As soon as you see a a belly roll or (laughs) or, or that arm shake a little more than usual, you know, oh, hell no, man. I I knew I should have worked out last week, you know. So it's kind of like that, you know what I mean? All right. Let's dive deep in here now, all right? You know, we really want to talk about it. So we want once you take us on a journey, all right, mm-hmm. to take us on this music journey, how how you got started, to where we at with this twelve oh five project? In college, I went to Sam Houston State, and um, I got really cool with the, the the college party DJ there, DJ Bull. So he used to DJ all the parties like in close, like any school that was close out, you know, PV, UA. Like he used to DJ parties everywhere. So, long story short. Like he was, everybody knew him, and he used to make these mixtapes and give out, you know, back back in the day, like the mixtapes, right? That was the shit. Yeah. All the new songs, you know. And so, um, one day he had a CD store in Huntsville. So one day uh, I wasn't there, but a friend of mine was there. And so he just had an open mic. He just let dudes like he was playing. He was making a mixtape, and then like he had his microphone there, and like he was letting beats play, and then like he just let some dudes just for fun rap, and then he recorded it. Like they didn't know he was recording, and so. Then he put it on one of the mixtapes, and everybody, like, went crazy about it at the school. And so then, like, you know, my buddy had told me what, what, what had happened. So he's like, man, you ought to come by there. Don't you rap? I said, man, a little bit. But I really did. I, I've been writing raps since I was 14. Like, I, had, I got a big notebook right now of old raps from, like, middle school, high school, right now, you know. And um, and so, like, you know, I went, and then I, I jumped on and freestyled, and it was like, what happened? Because I really wanted to rap. <laughs> I kept coming back, and, like, other people stopped coming. And so then, like, 
everybody from that first time wound up not being there when he decided to make a record label because those mixtapes started like getting really popular. And like in the Houston area, you know, DJ Screw and the Swisher House were big underground, but you know, the music was slowed down screwed. So they were really big in that area. And so then he created a group and since we were just freestyling, he called us the Freestyle Kings. And so then he created a label, Dirty Third Records, and it was me, guy named Rhino, Red, Sarku. It was a kid from the local kid named Bundy and Bub, two kids, but they wound up like not being a part of the group too after a while. Um, and then just out of the blue, this kid pops up. We were recording a CD one day, and the kid pops up knocking at the door, and I answer the door, and you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's up? And I, he's like, uh, hey, man, um, Bernard at the CD store in, uh, in College Station told me uh, to come up here, man, to audition. Yeah, Bernard had a store in College Station, and you know, Charlie, it wound up being Charlie Boy, right? <laughs> and so um, I was like, uh, I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, bro, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? And so when he tells his story, like he always says this, so I close the door in his face. Because <laughs> you know, I was like, man, who the fuck is this dude, man? Whatever, you know what I mean? We, we, we busy right now. And so I went to Old Bull, and so he's like, man, just let him in. And so the crazy thing was, like, we had, like, a space open on the song, and it's like, man, just do your thing. So he wrote, a, you know, he wrote for about 10 minutes, man, and, like, he got on there, and, like, we thought he was for the rap. And then all of a sudden, like, the man, like, we was like, what the? You know what I'm saying? He, you know what I'm saying? That growl came out, and then he started, you know, sing rapping or what, you know what I'm saying? And, like, that was crazy. And then, you know what I'm saying? So... Me and him just had, he wound up moving down there. He moved in with me. So, you know, he be, we became more like brothers also. And um, and so instead of me putting out a solo album, uh, I had the idea because it was, you know, it was uh, DJ Bull, uh, you know, you CEO of the company at the time, 33rd Records. He asked me how I felt about what if we, since Charlie's, like, popularity is going crazy right now, what if you think if we, you know, pushed him before you? And so like, I was like, man, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, whatever, you know, what's best for the group, that's cool. But I had a bigger idea from, like, to make it a bigger deal. I was like, what if we just did a group thing and we just did a project together to take my fan base and his growing fan base and, like, boom, we hit a bigger, you know what I'm saying, fan base. So he like, cool. And so we really did that first project as solo artists, but it, like, sold, like, fucking hotcakes. Like, it was crazy. Like, over 100,000 sold, you know what I'm saying? So we kind of got put together as a group, you know, like it was called Charlie Boy and Tight, the best of, because we were making a, not a mockery, but it was right when that R. Kelly and um, Jay-Z album, uh, Best, of both, best of both Worlds came out, so we just said, we just called ours the best of dot, 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 you know, and playing it off the, you know, our rap he seen, you know what I'm saying, and then, man, it just went, it went crazy, and, you know, it's considered one of probably the best underground, you know what I'm saying, mixtapes to come out, like, from that era, because, like, Mike Jones just had signed the Swisher House, had never been on Swisher House project ever yet. The first thing he was on was me and Charlie project. So that's how we built the relationship with Mike, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of them, like, we wound up just being on a lot of, you know, we didn't work with, shit, man, everybody from the Screwed Up Click, Swisher House, like, we all was family, you know what I'm saying? So um, after a couple, you know, we did about, like, five, six uh, projects together, man, and, you know, that was just a... A big misunderstanding of young dudes, <laughs> egos, right? Instead of talking about like men, handle it totally. I'm not gonna lie, I'll take credit for it because I told you I was younger and more aggressive. So I was, I've always been very loyal and I would never put 
that terminology business over personal if yeah. I'm personally connected to you. Like, that's when I got to be careful of the business I do. If we personally are connected as friends, like, like me and him were brothers, I, I won't even make it really about business unless I know there's no way a personal relationship can, like, you know. And so, but everybody's not like that. And so we just had a disagreement on some stuff, man, and I wound up coming out here and signing with uh, George Lopez, the T-Town, um, with DSR. And so I've been out here ever since. Um, it was like right during the time when, you know, T-Town got that deal with uh, Universal. So um, learned a lot from from being, I uh, basically was part of two very influential Texas, like, collections of, of artists, you know what I'm saying? And from two, two ends of the spectrum, like, Houston music sounds nothing like Dallas. So I got to see how both were, you know, because I got out here, I'm like, damn, we're in Atlanta? Cause everything is slow <laughs> and banging in Houston. Got out here, everything was like you know, back then you know, like crunk. You know what I mean? Like little John and the East Side Boys type shit out here. You know what I'm saying? Everybody jumping in the club. You know and you know and they had they you know uh, what was that one they had? Uh, I slap you monkey ass. Did I uh, did I stutter? Tussle. Did I uh, stutter? It came out before Tussle. Yeah. You know, but their music was just like in your face aggressive and like you you in the club. Damn near, you know, <laughs> mosh pitting. Yeah, right. <laughs> the black versus of mosh pit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so, man, you know, and the only thing was, I, I made financially, I made more money out here, but my popularity because I joined an established situation already that had their star artists, my popularity died, and so, you know, we wound up losing the deal um, the next year, and like everybody kind of like had to pick, dust their knees and elbows off and kind of, like, uh, figure out what's next. Because, it, let, I mean, it, it losing that deal kind of, like, it did a lot to that label, you know what I'm saying? Like, and even the DSR group, like, you know, everybody's still cool and talk, but it's like, even now, like, right now, like, they do, they, they still talk, do music together. They did an album, you know, a couple years back, but it's like everybody now is grown up. We're grown now. So it's like everybody got their own kids, and, like, and I had mine, so it was kind of like uh, I got to regroup, rethink, and so I took some years out, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, hell, I became domesticated, to be honest. <laughs> Living out in Prosper, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> chilling, you know what I mean? Just living life good, man. You know, drinking the, the, the finest whiskeys and bourbons and, you know, cognacs and smoking cigars is what I did, you know. And, um, you know, shit, coaching. I was coaching my kids, you know. So, I mean, I got, like, full domesticated, you know, on um, – one of my birthdays, I wound up going to um, went to Cancun. I'm not gonna say which um, uh, resort I stayed at. It was wild though, and <laughs> it was the first. It was me, me, one of my best friends, and my little brother. We're not there, you know. We never really traveled together, and it was like I was in that experience because it was a party resort. Like it was like all day, like they'd have a party every night with a theme, and it didn't end to the last person left, you know. So that sounds like my Jamaica trip. About. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it was like I, I, I started seeing how people were responding to music again because I was away from home and had no worries. We just didn't, having a great time. And it's like I start seeing how the music was affecting people. And I'm like, damn, I forgot, like, because of how my music had ended, you know what I'm saying, so abruptly. And, like, everything worked so hard to get to a major deal. And it was like, damn, boom, shit just fell off. And it was like... I remember why I loved it. And so came back, man, and I went bought some studio equipment for my crib, did a couple songs, and it just, I started meeting people, like a mutual friend of, of Jay Oliver's, you know, uh, my dog Rob, he introduced us, and I met up with Jay Oliver, but I was just impressed with 
how he was as a as a as a human, because I'm used to I'm not gonna lie, like I came up in the rap game, it was like it was like selling dope because you couldn't trust people and everybody was about them. You know, what really loyalties like I was raised on, like I was raised on loyalties, you know what I'm saying? Like literally there was a code, you know what I mean? So and I, when I came out my first project, you know, was called a code and that's kinda what I preached about on, you know what I'm saying? So but that was before I met Jay. And again, we just hit it off, you know what I'm saying? And I bought some beats from him. It was expensive as shit, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> but I was all about. I already knew in my mind, I'm, I, I, I gotta be quality over quantity. And so, you know, and I learned so much from him that I was like, damn, you know, it, it just got more and more serious because I was learning stuff as I'm going. Spent a lot of money. That first shit, man. I ain't gonna lie. Like I don't probably. I probably don't close to hundred grand in this shit since I started back. You yeah. know, I haven't made, I hadn't made much back. You know what I'm saying? But that's why it, it was an investment to get to here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like now, I I know more about what I'm doing. I got people around me that can help, and because I didn't have a team, like now it's different. I was used to, you know, we was handing out flyers in the parking lots. You know what I'm saying? Like that was how we marketed. Like we would drive to towns and just do a free. A couple free songs, like, and then, you know, make deals with the, you know, the club on, like, hey, we'll come back, you know what I mean, for this much, mm-hmm. but we'll rock it for you. And it really was to show them that, hey, these people know us. They they love us, so you need to pay us next time. We'll show this love now, and, like, that's how we were doing it. <laughs> we had to find distributors. Like, now, like, now, you just type some shit in, boom, distribution, get all, all I'm saying, everything goes to streaming. So, like, damn, one upload, like, damn, that's crazy. So I had to learn the technology changes and just, the marketing changes, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, now you're competing with the whole world. When we were, you know what I'm saying, we started, we didn't have social media, you know what I'm saying? So, it, thank God, because a lot of the shit we did, like, they, they be they be frying it up now. Like, they be, boy, some of the shit we did. <laughs> but, yeah, man, so, um, and, that, and that's everything in a nutshell um, for the most part. Um I think I hit everything. I leave anything out. I think y'all get to understand. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask, do you feel like your creativity going into this next album is going to be different? Like, oh, how are you coming means. differently into this next album? Like, what story are you telling this time? Well, I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm telling the same story, but what I learned was how to make the songs more, what's the word, um, more receptive to people. Because one thing about music is, like, like rap, like rap is an acronym, you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> um, rhythm and poetry, right? It's basically a beat over poems, right? So thing about poetry, you write poetry from the heart. Like you write poetry for a feeling. Like you want the audience, the reader, to feel something from the poetry. So I think people now, because if so many young kids doing it now, they don't even understand emotionally except if it's sad to how to, like, create a song to yeah. where people feel it. And, like, they, it's crazy because they don't understand there's so many kids out here sad and depressed. Like, that's why a lot of these guys, are, their songs are doing what they're doing because they're connecting with these kids who are depressed. You know, they're sad, uh-huh. like, every day thinking that the world's against them. So working with him, I, I, I got back to remembering the best songs in any genre are the ones you know the words to or the ones that you actually, you know, like, for example, Tupac, right? Like, why his songs still now make people, like, smile, you know what I mean? Or cry, like, and that's the key. Like, everybody has their story, but everyone else has a similar story. So it's kind of like with him, like, honestly, like, if I want to make a party song, 
hey, we put a come up with a hook that has party elements in it, and I'm gonna talk about how I feel when I'm having a party, or if it's hey, I'm doing getting paid, we make a song with the hook is getting money all day, getting money all night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you broke. Like, and, and we took a again, we took a beat everybody knew, right? That was a classic sample, yeah. you know, that the Ghetto Boys used, you know, and it was like, oh. And that's kind of the logic that I'm going with is using not all not all my songs and samples, but like you know some are like beats that I feel like people are, oh shit like damn that's my they used to be my jam and it's like now I'm rapping over it though, and then the connection is I tricked you into listening to it but now I'm for to talk about something so that's kind of the that's kind of the play that you know me and him had like I just needed him to sonically make the music sound now yeah and then. I wasn't going to change about what I talk about because that's me. So, you know what I'm saying? But, it, it, again, it's it, it's about delivery. It's like, think about it. Like, if somebody came up to you and asked you, the two different people asked you this question. Hey, excuse me, how you doing? What's your name? Versus, hey, what's your name? You see, they asked the same thing, but it's how they asked it, how they said it. That you, that second person, you probably like, the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but they asked the same thing, just in a different way. And so that's kind of like the whole key is the delivery. Like, I just wanted to be able to... To, and I knew this, but he reiterated the delivery of the music, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you get it. Like, you get it. Because, like, another producer, and this is it, I'm going to cut this short. Another producer from years ago I worked with said this thing, and this was some key music knowledge that I tell people to ask me anything. Never forget, you're, you're doing music for an audience, not other artists. Like, so what if somebody raps better? So what if somebody sings better? You're not making music to compete with them. You're making music to sell like you have to appease to what people care about or what they want to hear and so he understood he understands that you know what i mean we we don't see out of everything you know but <laughs> he's younger you know what i'm saying so it's like some stuff like yeah i hear him but i'll be like eh, i'm gonna trust my gut on this you know what i mean so but for the most part that's kind of where i love working with him because he's honest like i am like he'll tell me now nah, that's some bullshit hey go go write that shit again like that nah, 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 hell no nah, that suck <laughs> and I'm like, all right, bet, appreciate it. But some people like, because that was one of the questions when he, he interviewed me before he would work with me. And that was one of the questions, like, how are you about criticism? So you fuck. Oh, you know, I got bullet skin, bro. I'm like, I <laughs> shit I done been through, like, I don't, this shit don't, verbal shit don't hurt my feelings, bro. Like, just be a thousand. Like, if my breast stinks, like, hey, bro, <laughs> tell me. Like, don't sit there and be like, man. When I leave, don't be telling me, man, y'all smell his breath. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just tell me. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about all that. Cause I rather if it's something I could fix, let me fix it. You know what I'm saying? Like, give, give me the opportunity to go on. We're like, all right, shit, I ain't know. Damn, my bad. Make sure I got some gum this time. Yeah. You know, so that that's really what it is, man. You know what I mean? One of the things I, I do have to say, and I'm not just saying this as a friend. After listening to this project, it taps into every type of emotion you can possibly have. Man, I had one time I was listening to one song. Maybe you want to call my mama yeah. after listening to the song. And yeah. Another song. I, was I like, cried on that song. Yeah. I was talking to my dad. That's right after my dad had passed. You know what I mean? Like, I, and the crazy, not to cut you off, but I yeah. just want to say this. Like, this is how he is. Like, I promote him because I know he deals with artists who are bigger and they don't give him his credit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because maybe they think they already the shit. So, whatever. But, like, with me, I did that verse over and over and he kept saying, nah, bro. That's your dad, man. Like, bro, that's your dad. Like, you, you there's no, you, that's emotional. You got to, you got to sound like you talking to your dad right now for the last time. And I started crying. Yeah. 
damn about to cry now talking about it, but you know. And um <laughs> listen to it, you can hear it. Like my voice was shaking, but he was like, Yes, yes. And that's the shit why I like fucking with him though. Like I I'll pay top notch for him. Like it ain't a dollar that he can charge me that I won't try to make to get it, you know what I'm saying? Rather than work with somebody who just here, man, hear some beats, listen to them shits, pick one out you like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. this is too important to me. That's dope. Yeah. And like I said, we all hear this project dropping the 29th, July 29th. We're going to drop, we're doing a party, right? We, we gonna, oh, yeah, man. We're we going to do a party July 29th, man. We're putting it together. Um, uh, I don't want to say where yet because we haven't. Do, got it on documented paper yet, so I don't want to say Not that. Line, but yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll let we'll a flower come out. We'll let everybody know. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's gonna be dope. And when this album drop, I'm telling y'all, y'all gonna listen to this. It it it's amazing. Like I mean, like I said, it's it's a wide range. You get oh, yeah. everything you need to get. You need to get the party music, mm-hmm. and uh, you gonna get the emotional. You gonna get the realness. All that it's gonna be rolled yeah. into one. Might twerk one, a little bit. Might a little twerk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just stick your tongue out? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, you know, it's, it's everything, though, man. It's like because that again, like I said, I, that's the purpose of music. You know, that's what one thing man him didn't see eye to eye on. He was like, man, you got to find a sound and tap in that sound. Like, I feel like this. <laughs> this is what sound is. Find him a sound. Does it sound good? Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. I don't need the sound the same. Like, I, I, want, I, I like to challenge myself. And, like, I, I got some songs I thought I'd never do. I'm yeah. like, oh, I, like, I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Bet. I love to hear that because so many albums now that are coming out literally sound mm-hmm. like one track. Yep. And yep. don't get me wrong, there will be some that are hotter than others. It's nice to know that this is a versatile album coming mm-hmm. out and we won't hear the same thing on every yeah, track. You won't even know he did all the beats unless, you, you know, you can hear the tags at the beginning. But if I took the tags off, people wouldn't even think the same guy did all these beats. Yeah. So, like you're saying, dude is, like, super talented, man. Like, for real. I give him his, his flowers, though. You know what I mean? He dope. Yeah, so shout out, J- shout out Jay Oliver. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homie. Uh, before, you know, we wrap up, what is it you want people to take away from this podcast you did today? Man, I just hope people learned a lot more about me and want to know more. Cause like I say, man, I've, I've lived, <laughs> I've lived a couple lives. I feel like you know what I'm saying in a short amount of time. Um, I'm an open book. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes, but you know me, I, I learn from everything I do. So I, I'm at the point where I'm trying to do the same thing twice. So. I love talking to people. I love talking about, you know, them if they want to talk about. I love talking about me if they want to hear about me. So, um, again, it, it if you listen to me on this podcast, like, that's what you go hear on my project, you know what I'm saying, and just in my music in general because, you know, at this point, everything I do has got to be meaningful, just like life, you know what I mean? Facts. Yeah, so, you know, hope they hope everybody enjoyed it, you know what I mean? Any more questions, man, hit me up. Any any of my social media, you know, I holler. I ain't one of them guys that leave you on scene. They won't say nothing back. You know what I mean? Just don't don't hit me with no bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so one more quick question. What you got? We'll, we'll go ahead. So what what do you think about this vibe of Allison on his Rare Ace podcast thing? You know, you think she's gonna be a good candidate for this men versus women too? And what, what, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? I mean, I think so, man. I mean, really, you kind of need a blend of everybody because, like, you need to hear some of the bullshit from both sides too. Yeah. She seemed cool. Like I say, it's my first time meeting. She seemed like, you know, she talks a lot, you know, like, you know, I do, like you do. 
You know, Ray talk more than I do. That's some bullshit. Like, Ray talks like a mother. That's Ray talking about the mother. Nah, I like, don't lie, man. Nah, man. But, uh, but, nah, I think she'll do well, though. You know, because we had a couple on the, the other time, you know. Um, they kind of, I think, were given the political answer rather than yeah. an honest answer, yeah. you know. So. Well, I guess we can end this on a positive note, you know, again, okay. with some affirmations. Okay. What Kill it got? this week. Okay. Love yourself. If you're having a tough time, reach out to family and friends. You've got a support system around you. Don't neglect them. Love them, you know, and let's make this money. Oh, she hit, she hit everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, this is another edition of Ray Ray's podcast with Allison Marie in the building, you know, rocking with us. You know, stay tuned. Get this album when it drops. Yes, sir. Uh, Find out about this party. We're going to party. We can't cancel the party. That's some girls. We're going to go. It's not even a party. We celebrate. We celebrate. That's some girls. Right. She go. She said she going to run I'm trying to see what that be like. You know what I'm saying? You know? Because you know, like, you know. Love them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we out. Shout out to Mike Evans. Yeah, shout out to Mike Evans. It's Ray Ray's podcast. This is Getting Paid by Your Boy Tight. We out. Yeah, yeah. Get money all day, get money all night Sip my drink, oh, let's get right